In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Whenever we begin something new, there's a tendency to come up with a lot of good ideas. Just think of a newlywed couple who bought a fixer-upper. As they walk through the, for the first time, they see that, well, they got to fix up the two bathrooms, the kitchen appliances, and of course, the basement needs to be finished. Thinking of new ways to make a house, a home, can be fun, can be exhilarating. But when you sit down and get to it, it can also be overwhelming. Each of those ideas on their own are good. But taken together, they at times can actually prohibit a real life being lived inside the home. Always working, always doing more and more probably isn't what's best for a newlywed couple. Trying to figure out what is best is very difficult, though, especially when you see life in terms of getting these jobs done. Jesus ends today's parable with servants who say, we've only done what is our duty. In the business world, an employee who fulfills his or her job description is the one who usually gets the pay raise. But for Jesus, it's almost as if at the end of the passage he's saying, okay, or whatever. Doing your duty for duty's sake is something that doesn't gain much traction with Jesus today because it reduces the Christian life to a list of do's and don'ts. Forgive your brother if he repents. Okay, check. Do that. If you cause people to stumble, well, check. Don't do that. And make sure you strive to increase your faith. Check. Do that. But the servant who does what he is supposed to do and doesn't do what he's not, ironically, at the end of the day, doesn't have much to talk about except for himself. See, what begins as a completed duty turns out to be another opportunity for self-reliance, self-centered talk, and just another opportunity to turn a confession into a pietistic an announcement of how humble we are. If life is reduced to a list, then life is lived without relationships. It's most concerned with following rules, and it's fundamentally not concerned for other people. And if that's the case, then the Christian faith has no evangelism. See, this way of life actually robs life of life, and of course creates an idol of God that doesn't have the good news. God is the great rule maker who sits upon his heavenly throne with his list pointing to it, creating a living hell. For Jesus today, though, the Christian life is turned towards the little ones. The Christian life in doing what's best is centered on people. See, the servant's statement isn't concerned with people, but rather summed up in duty. The thing is, Jesus doesn't desire servants, but he desires more little ones with him at the table. 
The children who live in the Father's house live in freedom because the Father loves them. Not according to them doing a good job, but because it's the nature of the Father to love them completely. They are free because they participate in the life of Jesus through the love of God given through the Holy Spirit. Now, imagining this way of life according to duty versus a way of life according to love. Imagine a husband and wife. Wife's been working hard all day long, and at the end of the day, the husband comes home with a bouquet of flowers. Perfect gift. The best gift at the best time. She's so overwhelmed, she says, thank you so much. I love you. Now, a husband who lives life according to duty rather than love has to answer something like this. Well, uh, I'm your husband. It's, it's, it's my duty. And uh, they were on sale. <laughs> so that means they were cheap. And I know a good husband gives bouquets and stays in budget, so it was something I just had to do. Uh, talking about blowing her balloon. If a husband answers that way, we all know where the husband is going to sleep that night. <laughs> See, in this circumstance, doing more won't help. Rather, this guy needs to do what's best. I mean, who wants to be loved because it's your duty? Is it even love? when it's coerced rather than from the heart. See, this wife probably is thinking to herself, I don't really want a completed list. Rather, she desires her husband's heart. She desires her husband's participation in her life. Love without participation will never be made up by more flowers and will never be made up by more diamonds, and it won't do much on Valentine's Day or your wedding anniversary. The Jesus way, though, the prophetic life that learns what Jesus says, to do what Jesus does, to be like Jesus, is a life embraced by the sacrificial love of Christ and saturated by the love of God in Christ Jesus, turns servants into sons of God, into children of God, who live in freedom to do the best and not just what's required. Doing what's best is directed by grace, exploding with forgiveness, faith, and the new life. And it's all directed towards the little ones, so that life is lived in relationship with someone. That's evangelism. And the little ones in the text are either young children, new Christians, people who are on the way, like the catechumenate, and those who are not here this morning. See, what the world needs, and I'm guessing you too, is just less busy, less duties. 
and more of what's best. So for St. John, this means that our first reaction isn't what more can we do, but rather, are we doing what's best? And this must be understood in terms of people, specifically the little ones. Our first thought can, cannot be, let's get the first thing done on our list. But our first thought must be, who? Who stands in need of the gospel? In fact, over the last two weeks, Pastor Gainick's sermons drove home this point. Tithing isn't about checking off another good work, but it is about sharing the love and the abundance that we have in the love of God in Christ Jesus. So this most likely means for each one of us not doing more, but doing things differently. And and don't misunderstand me. It actually means doing. So if your service is summed up in terms of duty, please do check yourself. Or if your group is more concerned about the way you've done things in the past and less about Jesus and the neighbor, then you do need to check yourself. Why? Well, because you, you need a little more Jesus. You need to make more room for Jesus and for the neighbor and less room for yourself. And of course, heeding Jesus' warning this morning, neckties don't make, or millstones make, don't make good neckties. Evangelism, according to what's best, means your life is saturated with Jesus, his forgiveness, his faith, his love, so that duty is rendered meaningless. And evangelism, according to what's best, means there are no doubts about what to do and what's going to happen next because it's completely focused on the little ones, the young Christians, the catechumenists and those who are not here yet. There's great freedom in that. Living in freedom, living in joy, love, and grace isn't concerned with duty, but rather it's about living life in your father's house. Rather it's about playing with daddy and having your friends come over because you're having so much fun. And you want them to have fun too. So I'm sure there are a lot of good ideas out there. But let's keep things according to what's best and never deviate from it. So I bid you to come to what's best, to come to the table to rejoice in what's best, to receive and live life from what's best, to be filled with our Lord's Jesus, our Lord Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, so that his love would rejoice and lead you to live a life that's completely focused on the little ones and their salvation. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.